And now we want to bring in somebody to talk about our very special show today, and a guy who's probably got a thing or two to say about bonds and what they're doing right now. Uh, we're very happy to welcome uh, Frank LaSala now. He is uh, here for uh, our very special show today at BMY Mellon's ETF Exchange 16 conference, Ideas, Innovation, Interaction. Frank is CEO of Global Structured Products and Alternative Investment Services at BMY Mellon. Welcome. Hi, Kathleen. So, uh, First of all, let's because we were talking about the bond market, you tell me, you're the expert. Uh, have we seen a correction in, in yields and prices, or is this a little reversal and yields are going to keep rising again? You know, Kathleen, it's hard to tell only because my sense is every time we see new lows on the yield, um, it feels like we've really bottomed. Uh, but when you look at this enormous amount of liquidity coming in from, Pim just mentioned several central banks, Clearly, Europe is going to be in continued ease mode. Bank of Japan is going to be very, very accommodative. It's very hard to see how rates can really move with any sort of – even even if the Fed raises rates before the end of the year, it's hard to see with all the liquidity, where else is it going to go? So I think it's really hard to make a case for higher interest rates. Um, I think they're just going to stay in this very tight range. What's the theme this year? Because you're talking about a low interest rate environment. Many people missed the bond market rally. They thought that rates were going to go higher. They haven't yet, as you just described. So what's the big theme? What's the big concern? Because we're here with, I don't tell us how many. We've got pro shares. We've got re, reality shares. We've got a whole group of ETF uh, sponsors here. What's the theme? Well, well, the theme is, well, there's a couple of things. For the 300 participants that are here with us uh, for this conference, it really is around where do ETFs play a part in, in the portfolio. But to your broader question about what, are the, what is the theme in the markets, to me it's still uncertainty. It's not knowing. Um, the Fed, the, the thinking about the Fed and what the Fed's next action just seems to take all the oxygen out of, out of everything else. Um, fundamentals seem to be okay. I think the story is in earnings that we've gotten mixed messages, tepid economic growth. So until we get the Fed speak, if you will, out of the way, it's hard to see the markets really react with any sort of conviction. So it's been volatility, but really not going anywhere fast. What we see, what we're hearing at the conference today is around, there's two big themes for ETF issuers and for investors in ETFs. One is the uh, DOL, uh, white, the DOL fiduciary standard. Department of Labor, the new fiduciary standards for uh, registered investment advisors. Yes, and, and basically advisors and wealth managers now have to really act in the client's best interest, which I think a lot have done in the past, but it's now been codified. But what that means is um, they really have to look at not only port portfolio performance, risk, but also cost. We're continuing our very special live broadcast here in Dana Point, California. We're at the Monarch Beach Resource for BNY Mellon's ETF Exchange 16, looking at ideas, innovation, interaction in this growing, doesn't the right word, I think it's kind of an exploding industry. Our guest is Frank LaSala. Frank, of course, is CEO of Global Structured Products and Alternative Investment Services at BNY Mellon. So, Frank, Regarding uh, the markets, uncertainty, volatility, central banks, you know, speak, don't speak, move, don't move. It's really, it's, it's, a, it's a tough environment for a lot of people trying to make money. So what are people, what do you think is one of the, some of the important, important questions here at this conference about the kinds of ETFs that are out there, how they can be used to make money, to protect money at a time like this? Well, Kathleen, I mean, fundamentals still count, right? And 
we are now in the seventh or eighth year of this almost zero interest rate environment. And as we've talked about many times, investors need to get return. And so they're looking at different alternatives. And one of the things we've talked about here in, at the conference is what do ETFs provide investors as an alternative to straight equity purchase, debt, debt instruments which are really not giving them a return. And what the industry is trying to do, what the ETF industry is trying to do is develop products, capability, solutions that investors can go into and get a better uh, a risk adjusted return. And ETFs, by their inherent nature, do provide some benefits. A, you get daily liquidity, which is very, very important for many investors. They just want that ability to get in and out when they need to. It is relatively more tax efficient because of the way ETFs create and redeem. So uh, most investors don't even realize that, but there is a tax benefit to being in an ETF to other asset classes. Like a mutual fund, right? I mean, like of a mutual fund, even if you're still invested in the mutual fund and you've, sold, you've sold no shares, you're going to end up with a tax liability if the mutual fund has a tax liability. That's you, right. That's not the same with the ETF. You're in control of when that tax event happens. And that helps investors, you know, on an after-tax return, which is obviously important. Um, and, and the other thing is, as we said, what the, the big theme that we're really talking about is this whole uh, Department of Labor, Pim, as you mentioned earlier, this Department of Labor fiduciary rule, where we think more advisors will look into ETFs as an alternative for their end investor. The way we see the ETF market right now, it's roughly a $3.1 trillion global market. Most of that, two-thirds of it, is here in the United States. About $500 billion is in Europe, and there's, uh, in Canada and Japan, make up the, the majority of the, the rest. We think that will grow, and our current data is suggesting that that could grow as much as to $10 trillion in the next five years. So in terms of asset class growth, ETFs will certainly become a bigger part of the overall investor portfolio. And what that will do is probably induce many of the uh, issuers that are here to think about more creative ways how they can issue ETFs that are contoured to our investor um, interest. So uh, speaking of investor interest, in this this market, I mean, the, if we had a, if this for TV, we could show a curve. The growth is yeah. just so almost straight up, right, for a lot of ETFs and spreading around the world, as you said. Where where are the more, what kind of ETF concentrations exist? What what are the where would you say m like fifty percent or how do you break it down for us? Like where, where the majority of money is in ETFs, and what are some of the new ones that are small now where you see possible growth? Well, as we talked about this morning. Um, the biggest concentration of ETF uh, investment is in the passive low-cost indexes. So you buy an S&P 500 index, a Dow 30 index, the QQQs is, is one NASDAQ, that you would think yep. of NASDAQ. Mm -hmm. You get the NASDAQ 100. So a lot of investors are going for a very low-cost, safe play. And that's been like that for a while. What we, many of the issues that are here at our, at our conference are really more in, you know, the hybrid ETF. So it's more like smart beta. It's not exactly linked, although it's correlated to indexes. It's actively managed in the, in the to anticipate uh, better returns for investors. So we think that although right now, particularly just after the Department of Labor's fiduciary standards have changed, we've seen a lot of flow into passive, passive low cost. We think... As investors and advisors get more comfortable with the array of ETF products, we will begin to see a shift more toward the hybrid or smart beta type ETF products. just want to challenge a little bit on this idea that, you know, when you talk about, let's say, a plain vanilla exchange traded fund like the Triple Q or, you know, that is long equities, 
that may be diversified within equities, but if that's all you've got in your portfolio, you're not diversified. You're 100% exposed to the volatility in stocks. Yes, Pim, no, that's exactly right. right. I mean, and, and so that's no, no, what you're you, trying to deal you're with. You're exactly I right. Yeah. But a good advisor knows that and constructs an overall portfolio of which that particular ETF, like you've mentioned, uh, is part of it. But you've got to look at the whole portfolio. And that doesn't mean you get out of government bonds. It doesn't mean you maybe get out of equities, you know, straight equity purchases. But it's got to be constructed holistically. And you have to be educated, right? Because Very you, you may end up with an ETF that all it really does is mitigate the risk that you have in something else, but doesn't produce great returns. But that's not what it's designed to do in the portfolio. That's exactly right. And, and, and we see more interest in the advisor community to really uh, look into ETFs and to get educated, as you say, because in the end investor needs to be educated. And until he or she is, it's hard for them to get comfortable to see it in their portfolio. But the general attributes of, the e of ETFs, um, I think, are enough and in many cases superior so that investors should really consider them. Well done. All right. Well, we've got a lot to learn here at the uh, ETF Symposium, the BNY Mellon ETF Symposium. I want to thank you very much, uh, Frank LaSala. He is the Chief Executive of Global Structured Products, Alternative Investment Services at BNY Mellon. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes. Coming up, more on the world of exchange-traded funds. And you know what? We'll define smart beta. Wow. This is Bloomberg.